up, we thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Well, okay, you be sarcastic and I'll be goofy. Sure. Do you have any tea tonight? I do. I have my go-to honey chamomile. It's not so much my go-to, it's just that that's what I bought this time. Okay. So I've been drinking that. But I also have a Michelob Ultra because I'm trying to lose weight. Uh, equally disappointing. Yeah, I'm both sorry. are just kind of like meh. I was kind of hoping you had like a honey chamomile Jameson or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Which is the worst thing. rather underrated, if I do say so myself, Phil. Have you had a good glass of Jameson lately? Yeah, uh, I had some on the golf course not too long ago. And, and you know, it's interesting you, you, you say honey jam- or, uh, honey chamomile Jameson. I don't know if I've ever had Jameson outside of just Jameson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no. Well, I guess I you're totally doing something right then, Guinness. Because who hasn't done that? A Jameson? Yeah, you know, you dump it, uh, dunk it in. What is that called? Like an Irish car bomb? Okay, well, if you're thinking of an Irish car else? bomb, I'm pretty sure that's Bailey's, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, you might be right. See, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not experienced. So do you want to hear about my golf game since you asked about sure, it? Sure, Phil. So you, you, had, you had some Jameson on the golf course. Yeah, it's the only way to golf. It is the only way to golf. Well, Fireball. Fireball is pretty fun to have on the golf course, right? I don't know. I don't know, Phil. Come on. Really? I don't know if Fireball is really good anywhere. Um, okay, I have a question. Not in your glass, not on your body, not anywhere else, Phil. Seriously, I have a, I have a, I have a yes, very Phil. direct, poignant you, question. You in the back over there, Phil. Have you ever had Fireball? I have. Because it's delicious. Pretty sure we've had Fireball together. You know, it's... Here, here's a question, Phil. What would you classify Fireball as? Like a cinnamon-flavored whiskey? And, I would need to look cinnamon this sugar up. Flavored whiskey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that sugar is a key component there. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I would definitely need to look it up. What's the what's the percentage of Fireball? Do you know? Okay, totally off the top of my head, guessing here, I would probably say like 35. Okay. 35. That, we'll go with that. Was, that was going to be somewhere kind of close to my guess, and that takes it out of the whiskey classification, Phil. Uh, it's actually probably okay. more of a Full liqueur. Circle. Not a liquor, a liqueur. And so I think one of the dominating features of a liqueur is high sugar content and low proof, relatively speaking. I don't know. Dude, I, was I don't know the specs super of Fireball off the top of my head, but that's, yeah, that's what I would guess it is. 33%. Just looked it up. Look at that. So Fireball would be a liqueur, not a whiskey fill. And oddly enough, I think we're actually going to maybe try and take a quick, super quick overview of whiskey today. I mean, we are men, you know, and which shouldn't matter. It's not gender no. specific. No, 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 no. It's not very not at all gender specific. I know. Plenty of women who enjoy a really good glass of whiskey. And they're probably uh, mostly I know, parents. I know a few moms that are yeah. that are into whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Kids should come with a bottle of whiskey or a subscription to like a whiskey service, maybe. <laughs> a friend of mine just had a whiskey and girl scout cookie pairing night. Ooh. 
Okay, I kind of like that yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't able to make it uh, because I had another commitment. And, you know, I'm thinking about just stealing the idea and then maybe just you and I could do that the next time we record. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like the idea of a whiskey subscription as a baby shower gift. Okay, right? that's that, that takes the cake. I uh, will keep that in mind. And... As maybe as like a gag gift, I'll just give you a bunch of fireball. <laughs> so, uh, Phil, first of all, what what is whiskey? Tell me. Define whiskey for me, Phil. Uh, well, it's an alcohol made from corn. It can be. It can I, 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 don't, I don't know what else. That's literally all I have for you. <laughs> okay. Whiskey is a category that is broad-ish. It encapsulates a lot of things. And I think one of the key features is that, yes, close, close. It is distilled. It is a distilled spirit made sometimes from corn, but oftentimes from a mixture of other things as well. So it is a distilled grain spirit that has oh, okay. been. Okay, so it's mostly it's it, it's it's the grain that makes it whiskey, not exclusively corn. Uh, I mean, you can't have like a neutral grain spirit. Like vodka can be a neutral grain. It doesn't have to be, say, potatoes. So oftentimes it's like a neutral grain. But, you know, when when we talk about whiskey, there are so many different varieties. Every country kind of has their own little spin. If we're looking at major, I guess, major movements in whiskey, obviously, you know, some of the early ones that we think of are Scotch and Irish whiskeys. So no E in that whiskey. And then on the American side, the North American side, I suppose, because, you know, Canada has a pretty great whiskey tradition as well. But, you know, down here in the States, we kind of have bourbon as like our biggest uh, slice of that whiskey pie, if you will. Phil. So the the grain that goes into the whiskey does play like a big part in in terms of the classification of what it is. So Phil bourbon actually is 51% corn, I want to say. Like it has to be 51% corn. And the rest of that can be made up of other things. Um, It can be made up of things like wheat or barley or various malted grains. And so, okay, question, malt. Mm -hmm. Like, did you ever have like a, I don't know, what what do you call them? It's like a malted milkshake almost when you were younger? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a fine powder and it's generally white and you typically find it in ice cream. Sure. So I guess what the the question is, what is malt? Because malt is one of the kind of key things in in a lot of different types of whiskey. I don't know. And the answer is, (laughs) so malt malt is actually just a grain that has been sprouted. And technically, like malt is not a thing in and of itself. It's it's more of an adjective. So you have Um... malted barley, which is often the type of malted grain that you'll see. So it's literally barley that's been like soaked in water till it sprouts. And then it's used in that in that mash, which is the, I guess, the distilling term for the mixture of grains that you're going to be using. So kind of if we take a step back, Phil, alcohol. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. We're, 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 talking, sure. about, we're talking about different types of booze, which we very rarely get into in our little um, cooking and quasi-parenting podcast thing that we do. Yeah, like only every other episode. The process of taking something and turning it into alcohol, Phil, like in its super, super rudimentary form, like kind of what what do we have going on here? I mean, you, you know, you start with something sugary and then you just let it yes. sit and it ferments. Kind of. And it kind of. turns into wine or penicillin. Sure. Uh, it's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, when we're letting it sit, we're actually letting it react with something, an organism called yeast. One of my, and one of my favorites. 
that yeast of the organisms. Yeah, yeah. Breaks down that sugar and yeah, there there's some steps along the way, but it turns it into alcohol, ethanol. But alcohol oh, the same. Have you ever had a yeast infection? Gross, first of all. No. <laughs> Second of all. Neither right. I was just wondering. I thought maybe you wanted to talk about yeast infections tonight. Uh, that's the last thing that I want to talk about, Phil. So uh, whiskey, 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 whiskey. Water, water, water. Uh, yeah, that's a good song. It's a great John Mayer song. Oh, so good. That like combination of grains that are used is called the mash bill, and it is fermented with yeast and then distilled. So the distillation process is kind of more or less... You know, uh, on this overview, we're super, super, super simplifying things. The distillation process is more or less like heating this this combination of like fermenting grains and you heat it. And there is a difference in boiling point between alcohol and water. And that's kind of like this key, we'll call it scientific idea behind distillation. So you bring it up to the point that the alcohol is boiling off and evaporating, but the water is not. Is not. And so you get the separation of your alcohol and water and your alcohol goes up through your, your still and it travels through something that's called a condenser. And basically that's kind of like an area where it cools that evaporated alcohol. So that alcohol that was once a liquid and now has turned into a gas, it's turning it back into a liquid and it kind of dribbles out the other side. Okay. Well, this makes a lot more sense now because have you ever seen a working still? Really, Phil, the question is, have you ever had any dribbling out the other side? You mean like, have I ever put my mouth to one? Like the last time you had a yeast infection, was there any dribbling? (laughs) Oh, sick. (laughs) The last time I had a yeast infection? (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears here because I'm really dying to know. You like grits, right? I do, Phil. Yeah. Who doesn't? Have you ever had shrimp and grits? Delicious. Oh, oh, you know come what on. grits are made from? Phil, what are grits made from? Hominy. Yeah. So if you can right. if you can make grits from hominy, can't you make whiskey from hominy? Probably. It depends. Probably. That's all I had. I was just wondering Phil, about that. Phil, I, I have heard of people distilling like freaking Mountain Dew. So yes, you could probably make whiskey from various grain products. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for that. I feel much better now. You know, I just wanted to get get off the whole yeast infection thing because yes, of my thank dribbling. you, thank you for a first taking us away from that and then bringing us right back to your dribbling. So yeah, whiskey is distilled and then aged. You do have some white whiskeys, so like uh, moonshine. Technically, moonshine is whiskey that has not been aged. It's just straight from the still, so, and it's also illegal. Eh, it's not illegal. There are plenty of distilleries that legally sell moonshine, Phil. Sure. No, I know. I'm playing. We actually talked about this recently uh, because, you know, we do talk about it every other episode. But there's a distillery that sells moonshine called Old Smoky, and their moonshine goes great over ice cream. You see, full circle, malt. There you go. Sprouts. Malted ice cream with moonshine. That's all that That we're talking about. Gross. Dribble that over some grits. (laughs) Moonshine or or, uh, what is it? White dog, white lightning. All those, all those uh, various white whiskeys are basically just unaged whiskey. So when you think of whiskey, Phil, you think of something that's not clear. Uh, let me rephrase that. That's not just 100% like colorless. If we're going to be 
scientifically correct. Okay, so so it's the aging that gives it its color. Yes, that's what I was getting at. So, oh. so like moonshine is unaged and it is like completely colorless. And whiskey technically is clear; it's not opaque, but it does have a color to it. You know, it's got that like caramely color, and sometimes it can be darker, or lighter, or redder, or whatever. But that comes from the aging process, Phil. So, is it the oxygen, or is it the reacting against the like the oak barrel? Yeah. So, a couple things. One, yes, oak whiskey is aged. Almost, almost entirely, like 100%. Some people have started experimenting with some other other things, but quite nearly entirely aged in oak. And it is that that charred oak barrel that is going to give a lot of things to the whiskey. It's going to give that color, but it's also going to impart various flavors to it. So a lot of, you know, like a vanilla or something, or even just like an oaky flavor can (laughs) come from that aging process, but the aging also does some other things to it. It, it like mellows the whiskey out. It smooths it. it the, the charcoal can mellow it. And when we say that, it, it uh, like strips away a lot of the harshness that you might think of as a whiskey. It creates something that's smoother and more mild. And, and there's a lot that goes into that. It brings in various other flavors that kind of contribute to the complexity and the evolution of that whiskey. But, you know, there are, again, plenty of things that play into that. It's just one piece of that puzzle. You know, a, a whiskey's overall flavor can come from the the specific mash bill that it has and the distillation process, what type of still is used, because there are a couple of different types of stills. There are things called column stills, and there's a coffee still, and there's a pot still. And some of those really do yield some unique characteristics to the whiskey that might be seen as a little bit more of like a hallmark to specific types of whiskey even. So like Irish whiskey is full, which is a fantastic type of whiskey all into its own. Almost, almost these days, uh, exclusively use pot stills. And oh. it, it definitely creates like its own type of vibe to that whiskey. It's it's like a creamier mouthful. It's, it's smooth and uh, definitely just distinct. And so that Jameson that we're talking about yeah, uh, is, is very indicative of a, a pot stilled whiskey. You know, things like in, in terms of like really nice, nice Irish whiskeys, you've got like a red breast or uh, like Tolmer Dew or Teeling or the spots are really nice, like green spot, yellow spot and really expensive spots like red and blue. Those all have some of those classic pot still characteristics. Well, geez, I'm trying to think of something really quippy to say about this, but I'm just dumbfounded. I didn't know a pot still was a thing. What does it look like? Is it just like a... Uh, kind of like a pot. Kind of like just a big pot. Sure. And and that might be another like interesting episode to go into is the different type of stills and how they're used and the characteristics that they might bring to a whiskey, Phil. But Irish is one of those early early types of whiskeys along with the scotch and scotch is one of the biggest players in the whiskey game i would say sure yeah i mean it's what i would say most people think of outside of bourbon i mean they might even yeah. think of scotch as the predominant player yeah. in the whiskey field over Absolutely. bourbon. uh one thing that both irish and scotch tend to have in common is they use malted grains so that malted barley is going to be probably the highest percentage of that mash bill in both a Scotch and an Irish whiskey. But then, you know, Scotland has so many different distinct types of whiskey. And in terms of Scotch, it's kind of broken up into five pretty distinct regions. You have Highland, Lowland, Speyside, Campbelltown, and Isla whiskey is full. Did you just pull that off memory? Maybe. And probably your your two two of your more common 
areas that you're going to actually be familiar with are going to be the Highland and the Isla whiskeys, Phil. Those probably have the, maybe two of the more distinct differences in Scotch. Where the Highlands, they're, they are not peated, first of all. So they they might have like a little bit more of a, a sweetness to them and a mild, like more like smooth, well-balanced character. Honey Heather is like a, a type of... I guess, like character that a lot of Highland whiskeys have, where Isla is going to be a little bit of the opposite. It, they are peated, heavily peated. So you got, you got to think of your like uh, Lagavulin and Ardbeg's. Those, those are your like peat monsters. They're, they're literally, like they're literally smoked with peat. Yeah. Like peat so Davidson, just, just full on peaty. Yes. Yes. Like straight up ripping into Kanye, this art bag is ready to fight. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can we, can we actually talk about what PD means for a moment? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So what does PD mean? Okay. So kind of like I said, it's, it is, the grains are literally smoked with peat. And so peat is, it's like, you know, like a, a type of turf that grows in various parts of the world. And they got a lot of it in, in Scotland. And so yeah, it's, like this, a, it's almost peat. like a moss, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's dried and, and literally like lit on fire and you get smoke. And that is a bit of the, the flavor characteristic that it imparts into a peated scotch is just smoke, which can be really nice. It, I think it, it can bring like a really interesting richness, but it's not necessarily for everybody. So that's kind of like what you get across the pond, if you will, Phil. And here in the States, we kind of tend to skew to bourbon, which because it's as you delicious. mentioned, it, it is, it's different. It has some different characteristics. I think it's a very, a very sweet type of whiskey, especially when you compare it to some, some others across the globe. But bourbon in and of itself is, a, I, I want to say it's a 51% corn mash bill. So it's not the only name in the game here in the U.S., Phil. Bourbon is not not all that there is. You also have its maybe more sophisticated and, no, it's not underrated because people love it. Just more sophisticated cousin rye. It's delicious, first of all. Yeah. And is it, okay, you're going to hate me for this. I could seriously see you canceling me right now. Are they interchangeable? To a degree. Mm. I mean, I feel like if you're going to make it old fashioned, you can kind of go either way. Okay. So for some things, yes, you can go either way, Phil. It just depends on uh, what type of characteristic you're looking for. I think of bourbon as being a lot more, to me, it, it feels a lot more sweet. You get like deeper, either molasses or like brown sugar, honey type sweetness notes. Demerara, if you will. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can get that, that type of sweetness, like a demerara sweetness out of a, of a bourbon. But rye is spicy because rye, okay. you know, like the name might suggest, Phil, is a f- at least a 51% pumpernickel mash bill of pumpernickel exclusively so rye <laughs> millet oh and the we, rest of those can be you know made up of different grains kind of as we talked about before we had this yeah. bird feeder in our yard this past summer and we would fill it with various grains as one does and there was a bird that kept collecting only the millet and then flying it over to this like little potted thing of other stuff i don't know whatever it was on our porch and then like all the millet just sprouted there and we would watch this bird just like <laughs> sift through all the other things, but then collect the millet. It was the strangest thing. And I learned a thing or two about millet. Most namely and that it is not bought a shotgun bourbon or rye. No, Chris, because I don't hunt because that's what that's what bad people do. 
I don't I don't hunt either, Phil. But uh, that's kind of whiskey in a nutshell, Phil. You can have a fully weeded whiskey, and there are some fantastic ones out in the market these days. Bourbon is very much seeing a resurgence. There is some ridiculousness to the, the bourbon market, and it's enjoyable, Phil. Whiskey is enjoyable. Yeah, it's so, so good. It goes great with Girl Scout cookies. It does. And like I said, there's there's a lot to it. I think so much so that we could probably get another few episodes out of a couple of the different types of whiskey, maybe a little, little bit of the history and process. Yeah. I hope so, because I really want to get into why Japanese whiskey is so good. Because they're meticulous about things, Phil, probably. They massage them, the beef. See, they don't hunt them. They massage them. Oh.